But I do want to just throw this out into the world as somebody who had a New Year's resolution surrounding body and body image is that the numbers on the scale won't give you the confidence 100% of the time. Oh, I love that. Because when you get that goal, when you hit those four pounds off of your scale weight right now, I don't know about you, but every time I would want to lose another three pounds. It was never good enough. I'd want to improve my mile time. I'd want to exercise more. I'd want to cut back on even more sugar. There was always another goal that I wanted to hit after I hit that one, and I wasn't ever comfortable and confident in sitting in with that moment. I'm Amy. And I'm Abby. And as women, we are constantly comparing ourselves to others. But your life isn't supposed to look like hers. Being your best self means standing firm in your decisions and always being willing to grow with a purpose. We get vulnerable and real with an honest look into the challenges and triumphs we all face. Every woman listening gets the opportunity to choose what life looks like for herself. When we were planning this episode, we were deciding between one that would reflect back over the past year or one that would look forward. I kind of joked with Abby, though, that our podcast is a constant reflection. It's a constant look back. So why don't today we focus on what is to come and look forward? Now, I have to ask you, and I think I could guess the answer, but are you a person that makes New Year's resolutions? Okay, now I want to know your answer. What do you think? Yeah. You think I'm a person who makes New Year's resolutions? <laughs> to a T, like 10 with <laughs> SMART goals. Um, what are SMART goals? Specific, measurable. Attainable. Attainable. The R is like weird. Realistic. Realistic and timely. And then you have like another bullet point in that says like the four <laughs> steps that will help you to each goal. Um, so all of those things, yes, in a different lifetime. So I'm a person who now today, this year, I do not make New Year's resolutions, which probably surprises a lot of people. But I did for like ever and ever and ever, like as long as I could remember. Um, but I made a really big switch a couple of years ago because I don't know if anybody else does this, but I was like sliding into January, like in bad shape, really rough shape. Maybe the goal was to like cut back on sugar. Like that was my goal for probably 10 years in a row was to like eat less sweets. And then I would do nothing but eat sugar all November, all December, like pack it in. My stomach would hurt Amy because I was eating so much sugar, but I'm like, this is my last chance starting January 1st. I'm not going to do it anymore. And then what's so magical about January 1st? Like, there's nothing that magical about January 1st besides that it's a change of a year. And then January 2nd or 3rd would come around and I would keep on eating sugar. So it never actually worked Did for you me. really? <laughs> yes. I couldn't do it. Like, it was one of those things that I had, like, prone my body with so much sugar or with so much fill in the blank that it was such a habit that my body, I was, was going through withdrawals. Because I feel like you're such a rule follower. I am, unless it's, like, something the food stuff was really hard for me. Yeah. Like that was really, really hard for me for a super long time. And I know a lot of women listening are like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I want to do that. I want to do that. But then Monday comes and then Tuesday comes. 
Um, but as a kid, I would do it around like track times. Like how fast can I run a mile? I want to cut it down by three seconds. I would always be looking at like what skill can I finally accomplish in gymnastics? So as a kid, I would have the goals. I would write them down. They were S-M-A-R-T goals. You hit it on the head right there. But now I know based on my personality, based on my history with that type of mindset, the black and white thinking with New Year's resolution goals is not healthy for me. And I could probably guess with you, Amy, just like how you guessed with me, I could probably guess with you. (laughs) Are you a person who has a New Year's resolution? No, I don't make (laughs) resolutions. I would forget to, and then I would forget that I had one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just wouldn't work. It's a whole thing. Because oh, it's when this episode comes out, we are like inches away from going into the new year. So we're trying to figure out like who out there makes news resolutions and what are they about anymore? Like I, I'm kind of interested, actually. I've heard some good ones, though. I've seen some good ones on Instagram. Like my friends accomplished reading 100 books this past year. 100 books. Yeah, something like that. I think a lot of people do that. That is incredible. Yeah. That's and incredible. They have kids. It's a whole thing. Wow. Okay. I'm super impressed with these. So I right think now. there are things like that where it can be done very in a very healthy manner. Just like Abby said, for me, I don't wait till January. You know, there's nothing about it. I also don't write my goals down. And I know that goes Mm -hmm. against like every Harvard study that's (laughs) ever been done about goals. But I've found what really works for me is that I speak them out loud to my closest friends and family. That gives me this level of speaking them out, having some accountability. And that's kind of what I do. I don't have to proclaim it on Instagram or do anything like that. But like the people that really know me well, know what I'm shooting for. And they're ever evolving. So multiple times during the year, I might have something that I'm working on, I might pivot, I might add one, I might, you know, do whatever. It's a very fluid thing. I kind of assess what's going on in my life. Is this working for me? Mm -hmm. Is my big like life question that I always make myself answer. And then adjust accordingly. And you don't write them down. So I'm going to challenge you on this one, Amy. Okay, so it's working for you. Like it's working for you. You've done this for many years. Do you think it could work even better if you did write it down? I don't. And that's the thing too is like, I think when we get in these conversations, and, and I'm open to the feedback, I totally get it. But if something's really working for you and you know it works really well for your personality, I think vibe out. Okay. Why do I need my friend to tell me how to better my goals that I'm hitting? You know what I mean? There you go. And have you hit, have you mostly hit the goals that you have had in mind yeah. for the last couple of years? Okay. Yeah. I, love that. Um, I am a person who, so I don't do New Year's resolutions, but I do have goals and I do write them down. And in 2020, I made this list called my 2020 vision. I thought it was like so cheeky and cool with that. And I had 20 goals in 2020. And you might be like, that's way too many. But some of them were really simple. Like one of them was, teach Lucy a new skill. So when she learned to write her name, I was like, cool, like 
got that one done. Others were like really fun challenges. Like I did a full day without my phone. I wanted to learn how to drive a boat and I wanted to shoot a gun. Um, okay. <laughs> so some of them are like, that's really random. Um, but others were like really cool. And I was actually going through in preparation for this. I was going through my goals. I'm like, these were really fun. Like I did a lot of them um, just because I had written them down. They were in my mind and was able to go back and, and kind of go through them and check them off. Yeah. And I think the the great point of this part of the episode is that you don't have to, like, I don't have to do things like Abby and she doesn't have to do things like me. She had fun with her 20 goals and that was a, a good part of her year. There's so many ways to do things like, but for me, I'm always like, don't force yourself to do something in a way that you don't like, I, I know I would write that list and I'm not even trying to be funny. I would just like lose it and forget about it and it wouldn't matter, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's so many ways to do life. I think right now too, we're, we're getting DMs a lot about like, what planner are you going to be using for this next year? Or what is your daily goal practice? Or what are the five things you write down? I just answered one from Terry on that. And I'm like, I haven't done that in a long time. I'm like, I used to be a person who did do that and loved doing that every single morning. I was like intentional about writing. And maybe that works really well for you keep going with it. Like keep on going with it. So it's not something you have to like stop everything that you're doing and all of a sudden write down 21 goals in 2021. If it's working for you, keep it going. Try new things and try it for a while. See if you like it. See if you don't. In one of my planners, it has, it says, what are your top three priorities today? And I actually really like to use that as a person that's doing a bunch of different things within my businesses. I do like that set three priorities for the day. I have to get these done. Um, I make that attainable and I accomplish that. Like that's a wonderful way to do things. So I think, you know, in some areas it's going to work and in some areas it might not. And I've, I've tried a bunch of different things. That's also key too like trying different things that are going to actually work for you because maybe you, I don't know if you ever did a new year's resolution. Did you used to do new year's resolutions? Yeah, I think like, um, I can't even say that word right now. 2000, (laughs) a few years ago. Okay. Way back (laughs) But they would be, they would be, and that was another point that we were actually going to bring up is that I used to be very focused on my body um, in terms of how it looked. So I would want to lose five pounds. Say my goal would be something like that. And now I'm just in this place where it feels like my body and my health, it's a very continuous, beautiful work in progress. It's not a start point, end point situation. I've definitely become way more holistic and so I don't have that like specific goal, but I'm constantly taking care of myself. I'm learning more about my body. I'm learning how to treat it better all the time. Like I love, that's a big part of my life. I love to do that, but I'm no longer, you know, five, 10 years ago where I have very, a very specific measurable body goal that I need to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So kind of my, like my personality changed, my goals changed, my values changed. And I just didn't see the need for the black and white fitness goal that a lot of people, I think most people's New Year's resolutions are around fitness Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. body. And I just don't have, that doesn't speak to me anymore at all. 
And it's okay if yours is. Yeah. So that it's okay if yours is. But I do want to just throw this out into the world as somebody who had a New Year's resolution surrounding body and body image is that the numbers on the scale won't give you the confidence 100% of the time. Oh, I love that. Because when you get that goal, when you hit those four pounds off of your scale weight right now, I don't know about you, but every time I would want to lose another three pounds. It was never good enough. I'd want to improve my mile time. I'd want to exercise more. I'd want to cut back on even more sugar. There was always another goal that I wanted to hit after I hit that one. And I wasn't ever comfortable and confident in sitting in with that moment. So it's just a hard one because it's something that we can always work on a little bit. Like we can always be a little bit healthier in some part of our life. But if you're putting your entire year on that premise alone, that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure. Abby, thank you for sharing that. That was that was so good. And the thing too is in fitness, not this isn't going to be a whole fitness episode, but there are other goals. Like I want to do five chin-ups this year. Mm-hmm. That's just, I want to be a saying strong. Her goals out loud. Yeah, 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 here we are. <laughs> You're in on the secrets. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's just, I want to be strong. You know, I've never been good at them. Like, this is just something that I think would be really cool to accomplish. So like like Abby was saying, we're not knocking any goal that you could have physically. We're just saying, be careful with them. Make sure that it's actually not something else about you that you need to heal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. covered up as a fitness goal um, is, is a good way to say it because I was struggling with a bunch of different things when I was aspiring to have a different body and the different body doesn't change the things that you're struggling with. It does not. It does not. Um, And sometimes you'll look in the mirror, even when you hit that goal weight or hit that goal shape, and you'll still see the person that you were before. Just with the body dysmorphia and with always trying to be better, it can be a really, really slippery slope. So not that it's a bad thing because we can always be healthier. We can always eat more greens. We can drink more water in most cases. But having your entire year devoted to one specific thing like that, just make sure that it's something that you're actually wanting and there's not something else underneath it. Right. Um, another thing that comes up this time of the year, I feel like it shifted from New Year's resolutions to words of the year. Mm-hmm. So now, Abby, tell us, do you have a word of the year? What's your guess? Yes. Yeah, I do. I do have a word of the year. Um, and every year they've transitioned from like present. That was my word. It's actually been like a duplicate word. I've used that a couple of times. Um, intentional has been a word in the past. Transformation was my word this last year. I just really wanted to have a very transformative year. And this year, my word is is surrender. So we were talking about this before and I was trying to figure out a word. The word that kept coming to mind was follow, like follow. But I felt like it was like a weak word and not a weak word, but like it wasn't, it didn't have strength and confidence behind it. So I chose the word surrender because in 2020, like all of us, we had a lot of stuff thrown our way. We had a lot of things, a lot of challenges, a lot of things that were out of our control. And I freaked out every single time that they happened. I was like, what the heck? I don't have any control in my life. There's nothing that I have control of. And for my personality, it was really, really hard. So this year, I'm waving the white flag from the beginning. And I'm using the word surrender of, hey, things might change. They might not look like my type A plan has in mind. 
but I'm going to be okay. Life's going to be okay. And I'm going to roll with the punches. So that's where the surrender word really comes into play. And I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, it's very different than the other words I've had, but I think it's going to start my year off really well. Okay. I want to understand this better. So how do you use a word of the year? Like if something comes up, do you like meditate on it? You're like, okay, no, this is my year of surrender. I can handle this. Do you wear it around your neck? Like I want to understand better how people utilize these. Yeah. And I think it goes back to a little bit with Kate Bursato. She was on episode 52 when she had us write down the five things that make a good mother. If I'm doing something and I feel like a crap mom or I, a crap employee or I, I'm not doing a good job or I don't feel good in that sense, I can go back to that word of the year or my list of five things that make a good mom and I can say, are my kids safe? Like, are they learning new things? Are they making mistakes that are going to teach them to be better people? Yeah. Okay, I'm a good mom. So if I'm really having a hard time and things are going awry, I can go back to the word surrender and be like, am I doing this right now? Am I surrendering? Or am I trying to hold on with all my strength, white knuckling the situation? It just is going to let me like ease up a little bit. Amy, word of the year. I know you're probably not a word of the year person. I'm <laughs> putting you on the spot right now. But if you can like think, like brainstorm with us. What are some things that you like intentions that you have for this year? Like how do you want this year to end? When we're sitting at this podcast, Mike, one year from now, what do you want that life to look like? Oh, I... 2020 was a really challenging year for me personally, but it was also a really good year. Like, I don't know. I just feel so much contentment. I want that to continue. Like, I want to always know that while we're chasing these goals that we do make for the podcast and downloads and stuff like that, I never want it to get in the way of being grateful like being aware your feet are is literally my phrase of my life. Like instead of a word of the year, like that is what grounds me. That is my true personality. And that is the intention that I set. Um, so if I borrowed from that phrase, it would be like present. Like I just want to be present where I am that people know that I really care when I'm listening. I feel like we're all so busy right now. And I want my husband to know like when I'm in front of him, I really am listening to him. I'm thinking about him. I'm caring for him. Um, and that's, I feel like harder to heart, harder and harder to do as we're all more on our phones as my job is constant on my phone. So for me, this year really focusing on putting that part of my life down and really focusing on the people around me. Oh, what a that was on the spot. I have no idea. <laughs> I was like, when you were asking me, I was like, when you were asking me, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know what I'm going to say, but that really is be where your feet are. I could get a tattoo because I know that that is very meaningful to me. And I like that it's something different. So for anybody out there, maybe it is a New Year's resolution where January 1st, you're going to go all in with a resolution. Maybe it's writing down goals. 
Maybe it's one word that's going to drive you in all parts of your life, or maybe it's a phrase. And I, what I love about it too is like, if we had the same, if you had be where your feet are, Abby honestly would be like, okay, Sundays, and because I, I know you do do this. She's like, Sundays, I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on my phone. It's very minimal. She needs those like hard rules. They help her to function and meet her goals. I can, I can personally have soft rules. And I can just, I go, I feel, I'm like, I feel like I haven't been as present. I'm going to go this whole morning without my phone on the day that I feel like I need to do it. Oh, isn't that so interesting? Like yeah. how qualitative your life is. It's like, oh, this is my feeling. This is my comfort level. I know that I'm not feeling awesome right now, but I know it will help. And you yeah. can just instant, like subjective, do that. subjective. Like, yeah, yeah. There you go. you're better. very objective. There you go. Yes, where I can be like, what was? Let's open up my app and see how many hours I was. Up yeah. Today. <laughs> like, okay. No one. I need I'm my iPhone out. to tell me if I was present. We are also so excited because, guys, our future is bright. So bright that I'm wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Amy is actually wearing sunglasses. She's been wearing them the whole time. I'm like, wait, are you looking at me right now? Um, but she's wearing sunglasses because we have a new partner as we head into 2021. We wrote a list of like the top five brands that if we could partner with them, it would just like make our day. And Gooder Sunglasses was at the top of the list. We reached out to them and right away we started this collaboration. So Amy and I have both been longtime wearers and lovers of this brand for very different reasons. <laughs> okay, for me, they are, I love how they look and they're very affordable. So I actually buy two pair of the same thing that I like because I lose my sunglasses all the time. I'm not kidding you. I can't keep track of sunglasses. So this brand for me is perfect because they're more affordable. It's not such a hit if I lose them. Which ones are you wearing right now? Amelia Earhart Ghost in Me. They're so cute. They're so <laughs> cute. And I'm really into like the OG ones. So I like a ginger soul and I like iced by Yeti, like ones that I can wear while running and then go right to Mammon and then go right to the grocery store. Yeah. So a lot of them are made to stay on your face while you are doing activity. So for me, I love them on our lake days because I know they're going to stay put. So to start off 2021, if you want to have a future so bright that you have to wear sunglasses during a podcast recording, we have a discount for you. So on gooder.com, that's gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com, use code HERSELF and you can get 15% off through December. Again, gooder, G-O-O-D-R.com and the code is HERSELF for 15% off. Okay, so back to the conversation. The last thing that we wanted to bring up is as we look forward, how we're going to handle some of the issues that come up in our life, in our relationships, in our friendships, everything. Um, and Abby and I had a really good conversation about this while we were preparing this episode. So I am a person who likes to bring up big, hard conversations instead of sitting on them and waiting. this I've uncovered the, that this year in therapy is like, it was my year of transparency. I was like, I have too much going on to push things down. So if I'm in relation with someone and I really care about them, I really love them, 
I would rather communicate to them something that is bothering me, something that I need, anything that will help our relationship move forward, I would rather do it on the front end than on the back end. Now, listen when I say this doesn't mean I'm like haphazardly throwing haymakers at someone and getting mad at every little thing they do. That's not it at all. It's reflecting back if something's happened, like reflecting on like, is this something that's important enough to me to bring up? I would rather do it sooner than later. And that last part is so strong. Like if it's something that's important to you, when you fester on the decision, when you're thinking about it over and over again, that takes so much energy. Like that takes so much mind power to be like secretly mad at somebody or resentful of somebody else or just all the things that go into that conversation. When you're having it over and over in your mind and you're not bringing it up, the other person also doesn't have any way of knowing that you're actually thinking. Yeah. Tell them what you were saying to me yesterday about how you would kind of like wait and assess and look for evidence, essentially. Yeah. So, well, in like personal relationships, I had like a hard time with this because I would be like scorekeeping and be like, oh, what about this? What about this? Or, oh, if I just waited a little bit longer, maybe this thing will clear up on its own. I just kept on second guessing my like innate feeling of what I wanted. And it always came back to, Abby, have the conversation. Like you need to have this conversation right now. Yeah. So the way she explained it to me yesterday is she would be like, okay, this this thing Amy's doing is bothering me, but I'm not sure if it's the right time yet, or I'm not sure if I have enough of a track record of this. So I'm just going to give it another month and I'm just going to see what happens. And I don't think that that approach is wrong by any means. But what I told Abby is I'm like, in an adult, safe, healthy relationship, I'd rather you told me so that I knew Like a lot of times what happens in relationships is we don't know we're doing something that is like hurting the other person's feelings. A lot of times, honestly, as busy women, we're moving so fast that sometimes we don't slow down enough to think about what our friend might need from us. So I told Abby, I'd, I'd rather have the conversation so that it's on my radar and I can change my behavior so I'm not hurting my friend or I'm not not being there for my friend. Um, So we kind of like talked about that as like, you know, one way to look at it is like, give your friend an opportunity because maybe she had, you know, a bad day, a busy month, whatever it is. Another way to look at it is, you know, if you gently and kindly and with a good heart put it on her radar, she probably wants to change some of the things she's doing so you guys can get to a better place. And the same thing goes for, like partnerships within like a marriage or a long-term relationship, like having those conversations up front with the person gently, kindly, of course, can just put it on their radar so that you aren't just constantly thinking about it and the person doesn't have any area for growth at all. And I think I learned this from years in the corporate world of, hey, we have a our one-on-one meeting in two weeks. So I'm just going to save everything for that two-week meeting because I know that I, I can bring up all these discussions. And at that point, I would like write out an agenda, send it ahead of time so that my boss would know, like, hey, these are the topics I need to talk about. These are the things that are on my heart. So it would give her some time to also like think about it and 
just prepare, I guess, a response for some of them. So in my corporate life, it worked really well because we'd all come to that discussion and not be blindsided. Right. But in personal relationships, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing in a personal relationship, but I think I'm just like so, so in tune with my corporate life. Abby's sending her friends memorandums. (laughs) Um, On Friday at our lunch date, I would like to discuss... ABC, oh. if you can prepare. <laughs> I feel very comfortable. With that, yeah, actually. Abby would be like, please, can someone? Yeah. Oh, but it does just open the conversation. It makes it just so much easier that you can come. We, Amy and I have these conversations all the time where it's like, hey, this part isn't working perfectly for me. Let's hash it out. Let's figure this out. And we leave being like, I'm so glad that we just had that conversation. It really is soft approach, soft feelings. Abby my feelings are hurt. Here is why. It's not attack mode. It's not, I'm so right. You're so wrong. It's nothing like that for me in 2021. It's like, I want to live in really healthy relationships. I am half of that, you know? So I have to be able to say what I need to say and get that relationship into a healthier place. And there's a, there's a art to doing so, I believe. And that's what I've learned being an adult for all these adulting years, it's like I would, if I suppress things, if I buried them, then the next time it would come up, I would feel more easily irritated than I needed to be because I had never spoken up. I had just let that go, but I hadn't really let it go because I was keeping in my mind like, okay, this is the thing that Abby does and it irritates me. I was telling Abby too, when we were talking about this, I'm like, the thing is what I used to do and what I'm working on is I just used to put people in boxes. So if they would have, if, if they had a track record of like, I would come and I would say something that was really tough for me and I would tell them about it. And then they didn't have an empathetic response and they didn't support me how I needed to be supported. I would just say, okay, Abby and we just use each other's names as but examples. Way, I'm yeah. not so as we go into this, like I, I'm naturally not though. Like I have a lot of gifts, I have a lot of strengths, but being empathetic doesn't come naturally to me. So something I do have to like think about. I have to be like, okay, hold on. Amy's coming to, coming to me with this. My first go to would be to say this, but I know that's not what she wants because we've talked about this in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I would just I told Abby I'm like what I would do in the past is I would just put you in a box. Okay, Abby is my friend. She's not empathetic. So when I need an empathetic conversation and support, I'm not going to go to her. But I was telling her, I'm like, I feel like that shuts down a really important part of your relationship. Mm-hmm. We're all gifted with things naturally. I totally understand. Maybe she's not going to be the shining empathetic person. But I think if we're going to have a really great relationship, there's going to have to be a degree where she's coming a little bit my way in places. I'm coming a little bit her way in places. If it's unspoken, either of us has a chance to move toward the middle. Mm -hmm. And it's having those conversations being like, hey, this is what I need from you. This is what I didn't quite get. And being like every time we have these conversations, you're so graceful about it. And, and I'm trying to be as well, being like, oh, okay, this is what I could do better. And then you know the next time, like next time you're in that conversation, it just pops into your mind of like, oh, we had this conversation. I know how I can better support my friend or partner or business colleague or 
child or mother-in-law, whoever you are having these tough and really difficult conversations with. Yeah, it's clearing the air so that you can just feel very healthy in relationship. That's that's what I'm going for. I've told my therapist a bunch of times, I'm like, I am just on this streak of transparency because I don't have the emotional energy anymore mm-hmm. to carry these weights. Um, and so I know that that is something that I need. And like we keep saying, it's not every little thing, like it's not every little thing that your friend does. You're not going to speak on as humans. We all have our preferences. We all have our little annoyances. It's not speaking on every single thing. It's taking the time asking yourself, like, does this really matter to me? Why does it matter to me? What would change look like? Well said right there. So as we close out this episode and head into a new year, we just want to remind you to keep looking forward. Like, let's keep looking forward. 2020 was definitely not what we expected it to be. I think we can all agree <laughs> on that one to some extent. But what do you want out of 2021? Do you want to have friendships that are deeper? Do you want to work on your relationship? Do you want to focus on your health and your well-being and your mental strength? Like, what are the things you want out of this year? And what can you do? Not the girl next to you, not Abby and Amy, but what can you do to get you there? Maybe it is a word of the year. Maybe it's a phrase. Maybe it's journaling or creating that New Year's resolution. But what's going to work for you? Because what we know is that the turning of a new year doesn't automatically do anything. Like a lot of people have been like, I can't wait for 2020 to end. But 2021, I think it's going to take you knowing what you want out of it and having some active role, but also some surrender as we move forward. 